You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. Welcome back. Minor Talk is live along with Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bratis. And oh man, we've got a lot to get into the show. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. With seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens, trust the Oscar Arieta Agency for all your home, auto, life, and commercial insurance needs. That's the Oscar Arieta Agency. In fact, the Oscar Arieta Agency is going to be out at the UTEP women's basketball game this Saturday. They have the Valentine's Day couples giveaway that's going to be happening. A $200 certificate open for any date, not just for Valentine's. And hey, you could uh, take out this uh, certificate out uh, with your your loved one, thanks to the Oscar at the agency. Just stop by their booth. It's this Saturday out at the UTEP women's basketball game, and uh, check out the booth at the Oscar at the agency. All you have to do is just register for free, and uh, you could win that Valentine's Day couples dinner gift certificate uh, for you and your loved ones. Let's uh, let's get things started here on the show. Um, first and foremost, big shout out to the women's basketball team for knocking off number 21 Middle Tennessee. A very impressive victory by them. 65-62, Jazzy on Jackson with a game winner at the buzzer. Uh, Here's a call from our good pal, Mondo the Monster Medina. Let's hear it. Gets it to Lipe, top of the key. Drives, Jackson, three at the buzzer. And she makes it! She makes it! Jackson with a buzzer beating three. And look, I know we're uh, minor talk. I know we do things after the men's basketball team. I know this is about men's basketball right here, but I felt it very fitting to lead off with the UTEP women's basketball team after they won in a ra- in, in this fashion tonight upset fashion beating number 21 middle tennessee uh as utep zay wrote on twitter tonight utep had six inactive players they ran a six player rotation and the miners first win over a ranked opponent in over 20 years what a game for kevin baker what a game for the utep women's basketball team it's only fitting we talk about them the women first after a huge upset victory on uh on a huge night sal yeah, yeah, big time, and um, this is something that uh, that Coach Baker mentioned on the um, uh, the coaches show earlier this week. That in a way they've kind of had Middle Tennessee's number <laughs> over the last couple years. So only fitting that that trend continues. But a big, big win. It was Noche Latina out at um, at That's the Haskins right. Center as well. So uh, another fun celebration. But really, really big game for this women's basketball team because over the last couple seasons we've seen them get a couple big wins here and there. But when it comes to conference play, and, and it's that top tier of Conference USA, they've kind of had a tough time um, just reeling it in. It, it reminds me of that commercial. It's a, I can't remember which one, but it's that fisherman where he has the uh, the rod and he's like, oh, you you almost had it uh, not quite close enough or whatever the clo- uh, the case is. Kind of like that for, for Conference USA, but they were able to, uh, to reel it in tonight. So this is a big, big, long overdue win for this women's basketball team too. I couldn't agree with you more, Sal. And uh, fitting that we start with them, uh, let's transition quick to to an open on the men's basketball team. Then we'll we'll start taking phone calls. 915-505-6009. All right, I'm going to be brief on this, or I'm going to try to be as brief as possible on this right here, okay? UTEP has been in so many games that have been decided by five points or less. They have been in so many different games where they have to rally back after they're down in big fashion. So I'll just reel off a couple examples, okay? Uh, All the way back to non-conference, play. They started off terribly. One of their worst starts back on December 21st. They trailed 12 points to 4 against North Carolina A&T. They ended up winning that game 75 to 62. On New Year's Eve, they uh trailed 49 to 34 against Rice. I thought that was a terrible game by the Miners and, and a bad start in that one for that matter. They forced overtime though. You could give UTEP credit for rallying back in that game, but they ultimately lost in that game 72 to 67. Okay? Uh a Louisiana Tech game on the road. They're losing by 10 points, 
51 to 41 and the miners lose on a game on a potential game winning shot 60 to 58 that was a tough one and a, min- a lot of minor fans were very upset after that game january 11th against utsa utep was trailing 19 to 5 you thought that start against north carolina ant was bad how about starting off 19 and 5 against the worst team in conference usa like the roadrunners january 11th utep ends up rallying back and wins 69 to 57 they uh, they outclassed UTSA in every which way in that game. And then um, a couple recent examples, January 14th at Rice, they're trailing 81-76, to 30 seconds left in that game. Then they lead 82-81 off those free throws by Tay Hardy, and they lose because of a game-winning floater against Rice on the road. One more to, one more to mention, um, UTEP was trailing big time at Charlotte on the road January 16th, 19-6. They ended up winning that game 60-58. to So UTEP has been in so many situations where they've been down big, just like they were tonight. In this game, they were trailing by as much as 11 points against Middle Tennessee. It was uh, it was uh, 84 to uh, to 70. Excuse me. It was at one point a 53 to uh, 44 game. And it just felt like this game was over. I mean, just beyond over at points. And then the Miners get on this ridiculous run with under seven minutes to go. And then under five minutes, they're like actually in puncher's distance. Like they start cutting that Middle Tennessee lead. They go on a 6-0 run. And then it ends up being 74-72. to But over the last three minutes and 36 seconds, UTEP goes scoreless. Middle Tennessee closes out the game on a 12-2 run, 10-0 over the last 3 minutes and 17 seconds, and Middle Tennessee wins, uh, State wins 84-72, to and we're in the same situation as we are in these close games. UTEP is not able to turn the corner and beat teams on the road, especially in Conference USA in these circumstances, and uh, just another really frustrating game and finish for the Miners. Yeah, I, I think the final 30 minutes of the game is, is kind of the big difference, and it's easy to say that. It's the largest chunk out of 40 minutes. Don't get me wrong, but the first 10 minutes or so, it was right in their wheelhouse. You know, it was close. Uh, I think both teams uh, combined hadn't cracked 30 uh, somewhere like, you know, nine to ten minutes or so into the game but after that it was pretty much just an offensive showcase and once you crack that 70 mark it's kind of like they I don't want to say they don't have a chance but it's, it's very very slim. No, you're exactly right. And I brought up that stat earlier today, Sal. UTEP, when they allow their opponents to score over 70 points, they are 0-6. Well, now they're 0-7. Uh, they don't win when it comes to shootouts. They don't win in those kinds of matchups and, or performances. And that's just what this UTEP team is like right now. And that, that's where they are at this point of their of their season. And they just uh, they can't get to the threshold of winning when they go up against a team and have to go in a shootout kind of scenario. Now, when UTEP allows or forces opponents to score less than 70 points, UTEP is 11-4. and four. They have a decent record when they actually hold opponents to scoring fewer than 70 points. But that's the key. That's that number right there. And for whatever reason, the Miners' defense just did not come through uh, in this game at all. Uh, Our telephone number today to get things started, 915-505-6009. We opened up talking about the UTEP women's basketball team upsetting number 21 Middle Tennessee. Here uh, joining us first on the phone lines right now is Mondo the Monster Medina, who was on the call. Then we'll get to UTEP Zay, who is on location for this one mondo thank you so much for joining us what's going on my man what a great call thank you gentlemen what's going on mondo happy new year happy february uh happy that wait, you wait, got wait, a chance on, hold to hold up, hold up y'all hold up hold up y'all i haven't been on i don't know how long it's been a long time i didn't call i was reserved during football i heard a lot of people talking you guys do a good job first of all i said happy new year Congratulations to you, Adrian. You just got married. Congratulations. That's in my love. I see that that you've grown up. Sound movie, Triple I and G. Congratulations to you. I love you. You got a new baby on the way. That is money. My kids are growing up, and wow. I live for you because I'm not married. And I'm 
baby. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're, we're doing this for you, man. Yeah, we're doing this. We're doing this uh, in in spirit of you that. here, Mondo. And it's so weird. Yeah, it's weird that you say that. I'm married. Sal's uh, becoming a father. He's married as well. Yep. Yeah, we're uh, yeah we're transitioning into new phases, just like the women's basketball team transitioning into yep. a new era on their side, defeating their first ranked opponent in over 20 years. Mondo, what a game! Yeah, it's been a long time since they've done it. Matter of fact, only once in their history they, they've done it. A good job of you transi- transitioning to me right now. Anyways, but that was a huge victory. You know what? And, and you could tell there was something different about tonight, Adrian, because this past Saturday when they played against North Texas, of course, you did coming in ranked third in Conference USA, and North Texas was towards the bottom. And, of course, let's be honest and just say what it, it was what it was. You played play the goose egg. You know, North Texas came in to play, you know, and the minors did not. This right. time around, you could totally tell from when this game started. The Miners started on a 6 nothing run. Matter of fact, it turned out they were leading by 11-2 to two at one point to start this game. You could just feel that this was different, that these players were pumped. And you got to look at the situation like this. This minor basketball team, this women's basketball team, has six players injured right now, including a couple of the big players, of course. Nia Boyd did not play again today. So you got to give a lot of credit to Erin Wilson. She had, uh, I think, 12 points today. Elena Enrique had a career-high 20 points today. You know, I ain't going to lie to you. You know, the Miners did a tremendous job in the first half. But Middle Tennessee, there's a reason why they're ranked 21st in the, in the nation. Or they were because you know, they're going to be knocked down next week. Their number one player, Savannah Wheeler, scored zero points in the first half. I think she finished with only two points in the entire game. But... One of the other players, um, Whitson, she had 18 points in the first half. They all came on three-pointers, but the Miners shut her down in the second half. Wow. And you know what? The Miners, the, the reason why the Miners really won this game also is because the Miners dominated the third quarter. They outscored them 19-11, uh, to 11, but then to Middle Tennessee's credit, remember, they had won 16 games in a row and uh, obviously undefeated in Conference USA. They outscored the minor 17 to 14, but when it mattered the most, the time those the game was tied, they gave the rock to Jazzyon. And I asked her in the post-game press conference if she knew as soon as she shot it that it was going to go. And she said, oh, yeah, that was money as soon as she let it go. And, and this is a big game. <laughs> hopefully, this team, hopefully this team can use this as, as a point to propel because last year, you know, of course, every year is a different team, but this time last year, the miners started to decline, but hopefully with a win like this, they're going to just go on a winning streak and, and be set good for the conference uh, tournament in March in Frisco. But it's just a tremendous victory for this team. Like I said, the thing that surprised me, that well, the thing that does not surprise me about this team is that I spend a lot of time with this team, so I know what each player can do. And when I see players like Aaron Wilson, that finally, or people can finally see what she's available to do, it makes me very happy at Dell Tech. Since last year, I was telling people that's the player you're going to have to watch. And the fact that she's been starting basically all year has just been amazing. Now, imagine when, they, when they're at full strength. Like I said, they're missing six players. I can only imagine what Coach Baker and Coach Buchanan could do with this team if they were truly at full strength. Yeah, that's a really good point, Mondo. And I can't believe they even won this game when you look at the fact that they had 17 turnovers. Uh, Middle Tennessee on the other side of this game uh, nearly out-rebounded the Miners in this contest. And like you mentioned, they out, uh, Middle Tennessee outscored UTEP in the fourth quarter. So when it, went, when it came down to the wire, Middle Tennessee was really coming up clutch. But I was just impressed with Jazzy on Jackson because she doesn't have uh, that kind of revenge type of game against North Tennessee. Texas, her former team last week, and then in this one, she hits the dagger to win it. I mean, that's really impressive right there by your guard. Well, I'll be honest with you, Adrian. I can, I can tell that on Saturday against North Texas, she was up for the task to face her team, but I'm the former team, but I'm going to lie to you, North Texas was up to the task also to play Jazz on Jackson, and they got, I got, they got the better of her, you know, And then, but it's crazy how the North Texas game ends where Enrique is trying to take a, a shot to win the game or the tide, and it is blocked by Quincy Noble. This time, none of that. You got a three-pointer at the at the buzzer. Now, if there was four, they had to review it. There was four tenths of a second left, but the Miners held on and won. So, great victory for for this basketball squad. Great victory for Coach Banker and Coach Buchanan. 
and, and everybody involved with the program because I'm telling you what this this they, they got a special team. Like I said, I'm more impressed because of all the injuries that they've had and they've been able to overcome them. And I'll be a lot of people that think they're gonna win this game, but once this game started, like I'm telling you, something felt different about this game. You can just tell. And you you know, you've been there, Adrian. Yeah. You've been there. We've all been there. When we're at a game, we're like, hey, man, kind of like when you tap that big Boise in football, we could all tell, hey, man, this feels different. There's something going on here. There's something special in the air tonight. And that's exactly how it was in the Don Haskins Center tonight. And I'm just great to be a part of it. I'm just great. I'm just fake, grateful that I, I was able to call the make the call on, on CUSA TV. Most definitely, Mondo. Great call, and I really appreciate you weighing in on the show with us after such a big game, man. Can't thank you enough for calling you in. Uh, you boys stay safe. Nothing but love. I love all you say. Say what's up to my boy, Kathy, all right? All right, most definitely, my man. Love you, Monster. All right, that's uh, Mondo the Monster Medina right there joining us, uh, breaking down the UTEP women's basketball game. Let's get to UTEP Zay, who's next on the show, 915-505-6009. We'll also talk, of course, the men's basketball game. I got a lot of thoughts on that one as well. Sal does as well. Uh, Middle Tennessee defeated UTEP 84-72 in men's basketball. UTEP Zay was at the women's basketball game and got to see the buzzer-beater victory for the Miners as they defeated defeated number 21 middle tennessee zay you didn't think this would happen yet the miners were able to do it what a game it was for the the women yeah it was a crazy game you know they came in with this one six inactives obviously you know the biggest one being nia boyd i mean they were out they were without their point guard and they still did this they really ran a six-man rotation the whole whole game you know they played of course montrose valkova and alvarez but they played very didn't play a lot of minutes they didn't make a shot it was really six people playing for the miners this whole game and you know there was times where middle tennessee made a run you were like okay you know the miners are they're out of gas right they're not going to be able to do this but each time they made a run you said struck back you know obviously that that great start but people aren't talking about middle tennessee going on a 12-0 run taking a 14-12 lead and you know, it was just it was crazy to see this team just just battle back after every punch Middle Tennessee threw. I can't believe that they avenged all the turnovers. It felt like down the stretch also, UTEP was kind of making some errors that let Middle Tennessee come back in this game when in reality UTEP probably could have closed this one out a lot earlier. But that's what makes this one so special is even though they had those turnovers late in the game, they were able to gut out a victory and it was on the offense. Offensive side. I mean, hitting a shot like that from Jazzy on Jackson. Uh, give me your perspective from that play. Well, of course, it came into Sabine Lipe. You know, she had a solid shot off of it was a pick and pop, right? So they inbounded to her from the wing. She had a solid look, but Middleton got there quick. They got two people over there quick. A third person came over, so she she's she's going she's driving to the lane, and there's like a second left. She she pumps it out to Jackson, and Jackson's about. She, she's she's like she's deep sorry right? it was a deep shot it wasn't just right down the line it was a pretty deep three and uh she hit it she hit it you know they, they're out there celebrating in the stands Kevin Baker said they were <laughs> they were in the stands when they realized that hey, the game ain't over so they started <laughs> to get another stop and uh it was a crazy game it was a crazy game there was a time where middle Tennessee was up eight and it just felt like UTEP was out of gas already you know midway through the through the second quarter but they fought back and uh, they took the lead in the second quarter off a four run and they didn't look back. They 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 held it throughout and uh, just a crazy game. I can't believe they got it done with with nine players, but really running only six and down the stretch really running on only five with Adele Tack fouling out. So yeah, it was just a crazy game. Sal, uh, this was one of those where I got a chance to watch the video. That NBA range three was exceptional. Yeah. You, you know what? I, I'm looking at it right now. Obviously, we, we've seen the video about 100 times already, but with, um, with with the three here from Jackson, I mean, just from this spot here, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like three to maybe five feet beyond the uh, the three-point line there at the Haskins Center. So this looks like this is a, a NBA range three. I'll put it like this. If I had to put it in, in El Paso terms, she shot it from the star of the mountain. And, there you and go. It, it landed in her eyes. And so that's how <laughs> that's how far that three was. But, no, what what a big, big shot. A big night for this basketball team, too. I know we mentioned it earlier. And, Zay, you can even attest to this. But just kind of looking at the last couple games, 
games that they've dropped, right? Uh, North Texas by three. Uh, we just mentioned that one. But then Florida International by two. Um, so if they're to get those, this is a potential five-game win streak. But for, for them to get this win here, it's kind of like that that nail in the coffin over the years where they've had a chance to get these big wins in Conference USA. And tonight it finally happens. So a big, big game for Coach Baker and the Miners. Yeah, I'm so happy for, for what the women's basketball team was able to do. Uh, Zay, before we let you go, what happened between the altercation? We, we need the whole yeah. breakdown there. Altercation between uh, the Middle Tennessee coaches and UTEP's coaches before the half. And then what ended up happening with the Middle Tennessee coach talking to some UTEP players? Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to just tell from my view, right? Uh, UTEP ends the half with a crazy uh, – actually, no, that was the wrong one. UTEP ends the half. You know, they come back from down eight. They cut it. I think it was the two. And um, I'm like, okay, I'm running the I'm running the halftime thing. And then I look up. I see Kevin Becker being held back. I don't know who he was talking to, right? At first, I thought it was two managers that he was talking to because they, they walked off laughing. So I'm not sure exactly what happened. I don't, I'm not sure what happened after the game, but um, yeah, it was a little. It was a little. Um, what's the word? I, I can't get the word for it, but it was a little like testy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Some some tension, yeah. tension between the two. Uh, interesting. So, what, was there any like words said to each other? Were there like pointing? What, any? You said uh, you used the word had to be held back. What was was Baker ready to just uh, confront some of these coaches? Yeah, that's what it looked like. Um, I'm, at this point, I'm thinking it was a coach because as soon as the the Middle Tennessee coaching staff entered the floor to to get ready for the second half, they were they were barraged with a bunch of booze. So interesting. I'm, okay, I'm assuming that it was something with the coaching staff, and Baker did have to be held back. He was he said something, and and you know they had they had someone holding back. So it was a it was a testy game. It was tensions rose, but you said you know. They, they kept it cool, and they and they won this one. Wow. Good stuff, Zay. Hey, really appreciate the coverage as always, man. We'll talk to you tomorrow, and uh, good stuff on UTEP women's basketball. Great great uh, to hear from UTEP Zay here on the show. You could follow him on Twitter, at UTEP Zay, and check out some of the videos he posted, including uh, Jazzy and Jackson saying that, oh, yeah, that was cash when she was asked about that <laughs> game-winning shot. That's what it was. No lie. I mean, j- just from uh, from the release, just just – holding that that hand in the air and kind of taking some steps back. You could tell as soon as she let that go, she was feeling it. So a big, big shot by Jackson. All right, Sal, let's turn it over to the men's basketball side of things. Uh, we're By the way, Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Addy at the Agency. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. It's great to talk about the women's basketball team, and let's continue to talk more about the men's basketball team right now. But if you want to talk any UTEP hoops with us, we could definitely do so. 915-505-6009 is our telephone number. Later on in the show, we'll bring our hot hand of the game and also our player of the game. And uh, our hot hand award is brought to you by Win Supply El Paso. Our player of the game is sponsored by Keats Southwest. Sal, let's play a little game of in or out, okay? So I'm going to just ask you, are you in or out on this, okay? And then you'll just tell me what your reason is and why, okay? Um, <laughs> first scared. off, yeah, Let's I'm scared it. about this too because I wrote this list uh, probably five minutes into the game and uh, <laughs> my mind has changed on a lot of these things, okay? All right. So number one, I think this is an easy one. Middle Tennessee's court, in or out? Out. Oh, that was atrocious. And we were talking about this during the game, but I don't know if many of you are familiar with the College Hoops 2K8 game. And then when you get to the uh, the NCAA tournament, you see those default courts with just the, the atrocious gray. That's what it was. Uh, you what meant, is that court? You, you did mention this, and it was nice to see, but the contrast from the minor orange on that hideous court was nice to see. The uh, The white jerseys are nice to see because that court is, is just tough to look at. It, it's no saltiness because they lost the game. I mean, hell, the women's basketball team is ranked, and they're dominating on their home court, and it's still ugly as can be. So I'm just not a big, big fan of it. In the same way, can, can I be honest? I'll, I'll give a hot yeah. take, too. In the same way, I'm not a fan of the mountain being on the floor at the Haskins mm, Center. Interesting. I, it, it, it takes away from it. It, it doesn't mesh well, I like in mountain. my opinion. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all out. I'm not only out. I'm all out. Okay. Uh, I am out as well, just for the record. I thought the Middle Tennessee court was horrible. You covered it very well, Sal. I won't go into any more of that. Let's keep going. 
UTEP's transition defense, and I'll explain this a little bit more. So UTEP sometimes will score a bucket, and it's like, wow, they get so excited. But then the other team will go up the court really fast and get a bucket like nothing or draw a quick foul by the minor defense. Uh, Are you in or out on UTEP's transition defense? Uh, Totally out, and you you hit it perfectly right there, that if they're not allowing the bucket, they're fouling. They're just not in good position to make some stops. I, I don't know the issue for it. We've seen it you know, time and time again throughout this year. So, yeah, not not in at all. In or out on Kevin Kalu? Uh, you know what? It, it's tough because I don't – Undecided? Opinion, undecided because I don't think – as crazy as it sounds, I don't think we've seen enough of him this year to make that decision. Fair enough. I feel like – I'm going to lean toward I'm out on Kevin Callu and I this no disrespect to the player I actually think he has a uh you know a talented skill set I just don't feel like he fits in very well with this team right here and I don't know if it's uh them not really sure what to do at the big position because it seems mm-hmm. like a constant carousel of them being frustrated with the production that they're getting from any of the guys whether it's Callu whether it's Zarek Onyema, whether it's you know somebody like Derek Hamilton who I like today I thought he provided an excellent spark off the bench. Just plays six minutes in this game, but scores four points and uh, you know goes uh, two of three from the floor. I like what Derek Hamilton does off the bench as a spark. But then you look a little bit, you know, with some of the other bigs, Calvin Solomon, uh, Jonathan Dosanjos, um, Dosanjos today seven points today. Two for two from the free throw line. And then for uh, somebody like um, Calvin Solomon today, 13 points, six rebounds, but, you know, uh, 26 minutes of action for him in this contest. So when we're looking at the bigs right there in in total, I don't know where Kevin Kalu fits with that group. And That's may, fair. And, and unfortunately, uh, the way that this team is built right here, I don't know how he fits in moving forward. I like him as that raw talent prospect. Again, I like all the, the things he brings to the table. We just haven't seen... I, I can't tell you the best Kevin Kalu game, Sal. I, I really can't. And we've seen... It's not like... You say we haven't seen him in extended minutes, but we've seen him over two seasons, right? That's, yeah. So now we're just wondering when does he come out? Like when, when is it that when do we start seeing that shining moment? When he missed that wide open dunk today, I was just like, you know, when, when is it going to kind of click with with him? And, and yeah. I don't want to pick on him, so to speak, because there's a lot of guys we can pick on this team. There, there's a lot of guys who might not necessarily fit with this group. I I don't I just don't know where they move forward with some of these guys. Yeah, especially when you look at um at the and I'll say quote unquote in no disrespect, but just because of the roster that they have, some guys are playing bigs by default. Uh, but I'll just mention these names. We're seeing more Calvin Solomon. That's understandable. More Frazier. Um, it, you know Hamilton, and then even a mix of Dos Santos as well. So that's four guys. Uh, and when we look at the roster. There's kind of a little bit of a rotation. It's kind of like getting where you fit in, so to speak. So out of those four guys who are going in, at what point is he going to crack the, you know, crack the floor? And then when he does get in there, you're relying on him to uh, to make a big play to to kind of what's the word I'm thinking of to like solidify himself to to garnish more minutes. And unfortunately, it just hasn't happened yet. In my opinion, minutes per game wise, I don't think we're seeing it. But you mentioned it, too. It's his second year in the program. That's true. And and also that's if you're somewhere for two years, you got to be doing something at some point to to garnish more minutes as well. So that's right. You know what I mean. So part of it is like, hey, I don't think we've seen enough minutes per game wise. But how come he's not getting those minutes? He's been here long enough to get those. So it's up to him, really. And hey, maybe you don't fault the player, so to speak. Sometimes you fault the system. Maybe he, it's just not a, a perfect fit for him right there. Our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine to get into the show. Um, let's continue with this game of in or out. I've got a couple other ones for you. We'll continue this throughout the show. We'll still take calls in between. Uh, Sal, in or out, the UTEP all-orange look, the orange jerseys. You know what? Um, I'll go in. You're in on these. I, I, I I'm in I'm on them, in, too. I like them. I'm not all the way in, but uh, they're nice. I, I 
the only thing I don't like is the logo. I, I think the sizing is too small, but this is just me being nitpicky. It also looks like a box logo. Kind of weird. Exactly, yeah. I, I think, in a way, it's kind of like, hey, all teams in Conference USA, give us your logo. We're going to give you the numbers. All <laughs> right, and it's kind of just that hot press on the uh, <laughs> on the front. So No effort. Uh, other, <laughs> other than that, I mean, it, it looks good. The contrast on them is, is pretty nice, so I'm in. Uh, I love the orange, the all-orange look right there. That's that's where I go, or that's where, how I lean on that I, one right I there. I have a question for you then. All all in more so on the football all orange or all basketball orange? Mm, good question. I'll stick with mm, I'll stick with football. Yeah. yeah. I'll stick with football. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Adietta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. In or out with Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Broaddus. Minor Talk continues. Sal Montes, let me ask you this one. This is mm. a tough one. In or out, Mario McKinney Jr. Oh, man. You know what? Over this last couple of stretch, making me want to go out. It hasn't been impressive, but I got to stick with it, though. I, and the reason being is just, just hoping that, in my opinion, I still think offensively as a guard – He's the best offensive player on there, but the results haven't shown it. And in a way, I'll kind of waver this. My loyalty to this tie is similar to yours with um, <laughs> with the Shamar stock. Yeah, <laughs> like there were games where you know it just wasn't clicking and, and the numbers looked terrible. But you made a decision. You got to roll with it. I there's got to be a point in time where it's just going to click. And you know he's on fire, hitting jump shots. We've seen it, you know, in, in flashes. But we need the whole. The whole set, not just in bits and pieces. So I'm, um, I'm still in. Okay, I. Oh, okay. So you're still in. So yeah. you're leaning out, but you're you're gonna stay in. I, I wouldn't say I'm leaning out. There's reasons to get out, but yes. I, I'm I'm sticking with it. Okay, so you you'll stick and you'll commit to the long term. I like that. I I'm committed. I'm in for the long term of Mario McKinney. I'm out on this recent stretch. From UTEP's point guard. Um, I don't know. He's coming off the bench right now. Uh, I'll just reel off some quick numbers. Going into this game, Mario McKinney made just seven of his last 38 attempts. Uh, He also, going into this game, he did not score in the first half. Uh, In the second half, he finally got a bucket. He did not score, remember, last game against North Texas. So going into this one, he was one out of his last 18 shot attempts. Uh, as a shooter. So now Mario McKinney through this last stretch, he is nine of 45 from, uh, you know, from shooting. And he just hasn't really hit those shots like we might have hoped that he would during this stretch. And he was 2 of 7 today from the floor. He did not hit a three-pointer. He was 0 for 2 from uh, beyond the arc. 17 minutes off the bench. Plays more than anybody off the bench in this game. And only contributes with 7 points. I I think that's the problem right there. Is just not getting that kind of production right there uh, from one of your guards that you rely on heavily. Uh, Let's keep things moving on the phone lines. Then we'll read some tweets and then I'll go back to this. I've got some more in in or out for you, Sal. 915-505-6009 is our telephone number. Adam is next up on the show. Adam, good evening. What's going on? Hey, guys. Definitely like that uh, in or out segment. Uh, it's good stuff. It's very, very interesting. Hey, I appreciate it, Adam. Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Uh, me and Sal, we're thinking to ourselves, you know what? Um, things are kind of dead right now with us. I, I I feel like the interest. You're a diehard. I know you, Adam. You're you're an, you're a minor diehard. So you're gonna you're gonna be in uh, as far as being a fan, no matter what. Uh, but you know what? We were just kind of thinking, let's do something different tonight because this has just been a, a tough stretch for a lot of minor fans and very frustrating for minor fans to watch. Yeah, you know, and it's just not this stretch for for minor fans. It's just. Um... Yeah, just consistently tired of, of, of the mediocrity, um, you know. And first off, congratulations to the women's team because maybe we should have instead, you know, you know, had this show dedicated more so to the women. And it's, I agree. It's kind of, you know, it's it, it, it's an, it's unfortunate the product that we're seeing out of the men, you know. And um, you know, as as you go down the line on the inner out as it relates to the different players of the men is. I, I really can't say I would be in on anybody except really maybe Derek Hamilton. Not not necessarily because of his his skills or 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 or, or his lack of skills or, or wherever he's at right now basketball wise, but his heart, his energy, he brings good stuff on the court. 
And for me, when he does make a mistake here and there, it's a little bit more excusable than, you know, Shamar Givens, you know, or Calvin Solomon, or, you know, bad passes, you know, by Mario McKinney, or just just getting out work, outplayed on a consistent basis. Um, you know, if it's not if it's not the defense breaking down one game, it's the offense breaking down on another game. And and, and like like I like I sent you on Twitter, it, it literally almost feels like you have to copy and paste from the previous quotes that Joe Golding has every single game after the game. And it it gets tiring. It, it gets um. You know, it, it gets exhausting from a fan standpoint for as much money as we invest in going to these games, spending money at the concessions. Um, it just, it, it literally gets sickening. I mean, you have, for example, a team in Rice who, you know, a lot of people overlook and a lot of people really don't like their coach. I personally am not a big fan of their coach, but they, they recruit some players there and they, they play better basketball than Utah. Let's be real. Um, several other places that really just don't feel like they should have the resources that we do. I mean, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, where we play tonight, they have better players than us. And, and, and granted, they've been together for a long time. That can't always be the excuse with Joe Golding. I mean, we have Sibley last year who, even down, down towards the stretch, I remember last year saying, man, this kid's going to be an impact player coming into this year. He's buried at the end of the bench. He's not even playing. He's not even playing right now, Adam. He played three and, minutes and, tonight. And and I, and I have no idea why. Well, most likely because whenever he comes in, he looks half asleep. Like he doesn't even look like he knows where he's at. I'm sorry if I'm being a little bit too extra, but literally that's how he looks to me. He he looks like he's just kind of sleepwalking as he plays. And you know, you have maybe half the team sometimes that are in a play, the other half that have their heads up in the cloud. And, and I think I was texting with UTEP. No, I wasn't texting. I was um, tweeting with UTEP Zia a little bit. These players, I'm sorry to say, weren't recruited well, okay? You can only go as far as the talent of your players. And a lot of these, I'm sorry, are coming from lower division one-tier teams that were probably high-performing there. But it's just not transitioning in Conference USA. And what I had uh, told, I think, Utah Bizet in a tweet was, when you look at the athletes that other programs have versus what we have, you could just physically see the difference. And everybody's in the same boat with the portal. Everybody's in the same boat with people leaving. Utah's in the same boat with them. We're either going to adapt or we're, there, we're just going to fall to the bottom of the standings, which is where we're pretty much sitting right now. And as a UTEP fan who supports football, basketball, and I should probably do a better job supporting women's basketball, I've just personally had enough of it. Like, it, it's, it's very frustrating. Sure, sure. Hey, Adam, I, I hear you. I appreciate the phone call. I, I appreciate you venting all your frustrations here on the show because uh, you echo a lot of the same sentiments as a lot of other minor fans uh, who also call here on this show. And, you know, you, you said something that really rang true to me. I think even uh, Ronnie had said this uh, a long, long time ago, just kind of questioning the certain uh, recruiting methods that this uh, coaching staff had to get some of these guys, maybe players who not weren't necessarily on winning programs, Sal. That was uh, one of the arguments that had come in. Um, the flip side to that argument was, hey, you hadn't won at any other stop. This is kind of the chip on your shoulder going into this team. Why don't you try to actually you know, win at this level right here? And hey, for somebody like Tay Hardy, I kind of feel like the you know never won is not really... Um, you know that that doesn't really apply to him necessarily because he wasn't a part of that really bad Southern Miss team last year. He was pretty much injured uh, primarily the entire season of that one. Uh, but you look at some of the other guys. You know, Evansville wasn't a good team last year with Shamar Givens. I, I get that. Uh, although I I still think he's uh, he has winning playing uh, mentality. I think the only one who had a, a winning team that he uh, you know that he came from is probably Mario McKinney out at New Mexico State from last year. Yeah, and you know what? It's tough to call it. Uh, it's always, and not in a bad way, but it's a risk regardless, right? You're, you're taking a chance, uh, you know, 
for something good. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. That That's just the way it is. It's hard to say that if you're coming from a from a, a losing program, but you're the star there, that you're not going to help out elsewhere. I mean, look at some of the players that have left from UTEP and have shined you yeah. know, at their new school. So it's it's tough to really say, hey, they didn't do well or, or their team didn't do well. They thrived at XYZ place. They're not going to do well in this next place. I, I, I don't buy that um, at all. It's, it's tough to, to call it, right? You, who knows what's going to happen? So it's a, it's a chance one way or the other. It works out or it doesn't. It, it's literally just that. Hey, uh, Tristan Pence is like Jazzy on Jackson tonight. He's uh, shooting from deep and nailing all his uh, his takes <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, first off, this one is coming in from Twitter from Tristan Pence. Should we consider putting Jamari Sibley's face on milk cartons? He has disappeared this season. Hashtag minor talk. Um, and then he also tweets out, Coach Golding expressed his frustration in the postgame comments. Perhaps he should be expressing those frustrations to his staff who recruited poorly last year. Hashtag minor talk. I, I just think it's tough. Right here, Here's my defense to the UTEP recruiting, okay? Here's, here's how I would defend the, the UTEP recruiting. They thought that the smart decision would be to to recruit a lot of guys who could play great defense for them. And you mm. know what? They were right. This is the number one defense in Conference USA, Sal. And, and that's by all analytics. That's by all numbers that you can look at right now. They are number one in Conference USA when it comes to adjusted uh, defensive efficiency. They are number one in steals. They are number one in turnover possessions. They kill it on defense. They are the best defensive team in the league, no doubt, but they are also the worst offensive team. And when you have those two things on complete opposite sides of the spectrum, that's not a recipe for success right there for UTEP. And just to put that into perspective, last year, about middle of the pack when it came to their defense. I I think last year, no question about it, UTEP's defense this year is way better than they were last year, but offensively last year, they had guys who could get you buckets, and in, in late-game situations, you could rely on guys like Sule Boom or Jamal Biennemi or Keontae, Keontae Kennedy, Kennedy yep. to make uh, free throws or make you buckets late in games. And unfortunately for this team right now, they just don't have that kind of go-to score, that guy. It, it, and it goes far beyond that, too. I think it's uh, it's offense in general. Scoring is one thing. I mean, the name of the game is to to get buckets. You score more than the other team and you win we could say that but going beyond just scoring they, they don't take good care of the ball no that hampers them um they're not good at the free throw line no they're, they're not helping themselves at all so as it's crazy to say but as good as as great as their defense is they're equally as bad on offense if if that makes any you know parallels so it's kind of like you take one step forward but you take two steps back and that's what's happening this year because of the lack of offense in all phases of it our telephone number is 915-505-6009. In or out on UTEP's recruiting? This year or the upcoming year? We'll say this year. This year? Uh, I think I'm out. I, how, do you, how do you be in on this, right? Like, how can you stay it's, in? It's tough, right? And I, I think I'm out because of what the results are showing. Um, it, but also, too... It's there. They just haven't grasped it yet. But how, we say this right, game in, game again. But we're already in February. That's that, right. That window is closing. Uh, when it comes to that margin of error, you cannot be making the same mistakes that you've been making game in, game in, game in, game. And at this point, you got to think that hey, you would probably have it figured out at some time. I mean, we're saying this. Who knows what happens in these next couple games? But I mean, the results are there over these uh, this tough stretch, right? Yeah, that's right. I, you know what? Uh, and I'm going to ask you another in or out question in just a second, but let me read some tweets, and then I've got something that UTEP Zay brought up to me uh, the other day uh, that I'll mention to you. Joe Chacone tweets the show, whatever was said or adjustments were made at this timeout, which was at the, I think, like two-minute mark, uh, made at this timeout killed the momentum. Flat feet, flat shooting, no defense, and turnovers. Don't fix what's not broken. Frustrating. Hashtag repping from Colorado now. Hashtag we're better than this. Hashtag nation was watching and waiting for that win. Uh, I don't know about the nation, but... Uh, <laughs> Minor nation. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, Talisha Bennett, who is on fire tonight as well, at T So Crazy. 
Let me be clear. I'm queued up to talk about the women's game. That clutch closing and the madness of Middle Tennessee's coach and his son wilding out. Just horrible coming from Talisha Bennett. Also, uh, she tweeted earlier, That's my, uh, that my coach is making their entire program look bad. He is definitely going overboard yelling at number two. Um, talking about Golding, I guess yelling at uh, Tay Hardy. She maybe she picked that out. I, I'm not sure. I don't know which uh, moment no, you, she's referring you to. You know what? I think this is still in re- in regards to the um, Middle Tennessee game, I, I think uh, this, women's game, the women's game. Yeah. Okay. It, and that my coach, I think she probably meant MT. Okay. Wise, she meant, meant yeah, MT coach yelling right at number there. two. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know who the coach was yelling at. I'm guessing their own number 2. I'll, I'll look it up. If they don't have a if they don't have a number 2 on their roster, then that, you know, makes more sense. As, Aaron, uh Aaron Wilson wears number okay. 2. So that that could make a that, lot of sense. That could be it. Yeah, I think she was referring to the women's game. Okay, Talisha Bennett, uh good stuff there. Jonathan Byers tweets the show. UTEP gave up a lot of easy, easy buckets, but overall I thought they had a relatively decent game on offense. Relatively decent at times and relatively bad at times. This is one of UTEP's better performances despite it being a loss well of course Jonathan I mean JB of course UTEP was getting killed in this game at one point and they rallied back they were down 74-72 but when you get into a shootout regardless I don't care if UTEP's offense is doing well regardless of all that they did not defend down low I mean down low and then late in the game they allowed 48 points in the paint for Middle Tennessee. So uh, I get it. Yes, you can give UTEP credit uh, for playing better on offense, and that's true. They did play better on offense. But they also allowed Middle Tennessee to score, shoot 60% from the floor. 60% from the floor. That That's uh, really bad. And by the way, offensively, sure, they shoot 47% from the field, uh, which is really important for them. But then they go 11%. Uh, just one of nine from three-point range. They're not even attempting them anymore. Nine attempts tells me that they're abandoning the three-pointer right now at this point into the season, which a lot of minor fans would say, I mean, rightfully so. Yeah, they, they want that. They they want the jumpers. They want the attack to the rim. But the problem there is that it's getting clogged. Yeah, that's you know, exactly their, right. Their, their bread and butter is to play physical. And, and how physical can you be when it, – it not, it's not the ref's fault. I'm not saying this. But when calls aren't going your way or, or you're not getting – you know, to the line. And that's another thing, too. When you get to the line, you're not as efficient um, from there. Tonight, yeah, they did well, 17 for 23. But throughout the year, it just hasn't been that successful. So what do they do? If you're yeah. getting open looks, you got to hit those. And I know that they're they're shying away from the three-pointer because that's what fans are wanting. But it's kind of like they're, you know uh, – I'm big well, on it's analogies, it's kind of like a mental yeah, thing, right? It has to be because there, there's some open looks and they're just not cashing in. We've seen a lot of uh, gimmies that were that were not converted. You mentioned the the dunk uh, attempt by Kalu that that didn't get converted. So they're shooting themselves in the foot when they get good looks, and and that's a big problem too. Hey, uh, Adrian at Enemy Win 3 tweets the show. What a bummer. I obviously watched the wrong game. Hey, we did too, Adrian. And hey, Adrian, I understand how frustrated you were um, by, I think, our approach after uh, Minor Talk last game. We got some feedback, Sal, that yeah. we were being way too nice and defensive toward Joe Golding. So I'll ask you this. We're, we're playing in and out, mm. in or out. Um, are you in or out on the coaching staff? You know what? Um I'm still in. You you gotta be. It's barely uh, one and a half years into the tenure. You see that the team is bought into the coach, which is, which is a big big thing. Um, that hasn't really been the case over the last um, you know ten years, so to speak, when it comes to the coaches. So you, people wanted you know a coach that made the guys believe. It's just the results aren't there when it comes to winning the game. So I I don't think there's any disconnect between the coach and the players. So for that, if you see those guys still giving 110%, not just for for themselves and for the school, but for the coach as well, I think that still speaks volumes. I think it does too. I'm in on the coaching staff as well for the long haul. 
the long haul because, look, I, it's not going to change in year two. And I, I know that minor fans are rolling their eyes or tired of hearing that kind of stuff. Well, UTEP's, UTEP is tired of hearing that. They're tired of making that excuse. I, I guarantee you they want to win more than you guys do. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You, you look at the body language after the game by the players. They're just in disbelief that they let another game, another close game, slip by them. And, yes, they've won close games. They beat Charlotte in a close game situation, so they've proved it but when you're in these games for seven different times in a season it is exhausting UTEP has been in four overtime games that's exhausting right there they've been they've lost in two of those overtime games that takes a toll on you uh, when when you're going through a season so I'm not trying to be overly defensive of this of this team but what I am trying to say is it will take time and you can hold this coaching staff accountable that's not what I'm not saying that we need to be overly mm-hmm. nice we can hold this coaching staff accountable and say hey look uh, you could have you could have got better players you could have uh, won some of these close game situations you could have coached better whatever it may be you can hold them accountable but for the long haul for for what the bigger picture is and that is building a program that could hopefully eventually win conference USA and make the NCAA tournament Maybe even win an NCAA tournament game, which here at this storied program at UTEP has not happened. They have not gone to the NCAA tournament since 2010. That's creeping up on 13 years. Ooh. They haven't won an NCAA tournament game in over 30. Uh, that That's just unheard of in a such a storied program like UTEP right here. And these are decades that we're, we're talking yes. about. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken... This might even hurt more, and I'm not even looking at the – I don't want to look it up, but it's somewhere in that realm. Glory Road was the midpoint from their last tournament win to now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, when, man. When did Glory Road come out? 06? Yeah. Their last uh, tournament win, what, 90, 92? 92, so that's about 14 years afterwards. Uh, so, you know, just north of it, 06, like man. 17 years away. So That's bummer. Right, right around that midpoint. So uh, Also, too, while we're at it, um, you know, not on topic, but something I heard a while back. I think there was a, a topic on Sports Talk about what they should name the um, the arena or something. Yes, yes, or the court. Why not uh, Glory Road Court or something? Go- Glory Road Court. Just I like it. all in. Okay. Why not? Good stuff, Sal. Uh, one minor fan tweets the show. These ladies played their best game ever. Oh, my goodness. So proud. Yeah, shout yep. out the women's basketball team. I agree with you, one minor fan. Chi-Town Minor tweets the show, men's team is what it is, man. They're tough as nails to hang around these games, and no one doubts they hustle and play hard. Just no go-to offensive guys. Tay is closest to it, but he's an all-around guy and expands himself or expends himself mm. so much on D. Got to add offense next year. Bottom line, I like it. Um, Next Next tweet to come in. Uh, Adrian at Enemy Win 3. I have bad news for minor fans. We shot well, we played good defense, and we made our free throws, and we still lost. Hashtag minor talk. Eh, the, the good defense down the stretch, I don't buy it. Also, uh, they went scoreless for the last 336, so I'm holding them to that. Yeah. I mean, they played well enough to come back in this game, but they didn't do enough to actually win it. CK Milestone Photo tweets the show, I don't know how long you've been a UTEP fan, but at what point do us loyal fans just don't care anymore? Even the loyal 5,000 fans that usually come to the Haskins, it's just tough being a UTEP fan for over 20 years, and it's mostly been, well, there's always next year, hashtag minor talk. That's coming from CK Milestone Photo. Your thoughts to that one, Sal? You know what? I can assure you it can always be worse. These are the these are the words from a Detroit Lions fan, <laughs> a Russell Westbrook sorry. fan, yeah, a, sorry, a, a, a UTEP football, and uh, yeah, pretty much there. Obviously basketball, but um, it can always be worse. I, I guarantee you. If hey, it's easy to be a fan when you're winning. I know that you want those wins. The players we mentioned this earlier, players and the coaches, guarantee you. A million percent over. They want to win more than you guys. They want to yes. win for you guys. Um, but, you know, you, you stick with it no matter what if you're a true fan. So at what point? Th- there is no breaking point if you're a true fan. And he follows it up by saying this. As fans, we have to be critical. I mean, without success, without mar- much improvements in the past five years, how can there be an argument to protect failure? I've wanted to believe in this year's team so much, but it's not there. I've seen glimpses of good. Hashtag minor talk. Um, 
also coming in on the show. Eddie Morello's tweeting the show. Great listening to Mondo the Monster Medina on Minor Talk to give the update on the awesome win by UTEP Women's Basketball over number 21 Middle Tennessee. As always, much love to Adrian and Sal. Much love to you, Eddie. Appreciate you, man. Shout out the mayor. Um, A couple other tweets to get to. UTEP Zay tweeting the show. Remember, year two with over 80% of his scoring, it was gone. And lead recruiter leaving midway through the offseason. Good point. Butch Pierre leaving to Wichita um, over last offseasons. UTEP Zay writes, frustrations are more than warranted, but this will take time. I still more than believe that Golding will get UTEP back uh, at UTEP uh, at, excuse me, at 600 ESPN El Paso. Um, that's coming in from UTEP Zay. You know, the the point that Adam made earlier on the show about Rice, Middle Tennessee, I mean, look, I know Golding referenced it before, but it has to be said, Middle Tennessee was 22nd in the country when it came to minutes continuity. They bring back a lot of people. And then Rice, on their side of things, they're top 100 in minutes continuity. I believe that even though you can use the transfer portal to your advantage, there has to be something to keeping guys year after year and developing some sort of sort of continuity and what it's what we're seeing across conference USA right now FAU that's a team that's together yeah um you know you look at conference USA's teams like UAB and North Texas they remain intact but you can't have a whole roster overhaul if you hope to maintain that continuity and I do believe that may that makes uh I think that's important in college basketball do you believe it's important are you in or out on continuity I, I'm all in and for those reasons that you mentioned right we talk about the transfer portal um, basically every show or every other show, how we can hurt and yeah. help. And it's it, it's not all in or all out on, on that scenario. It's either going to help you or hurt you, but it's kind of like flipping a coin. You get heads or you get tails, but who's to say that the quarter is, is bad? So yeah. in that case here, it's it's helped out. The transfer portal not being taken advantage of has helped out those teams that you just mentioned. Another one, too, where, where it also has helped out because they received a, a player from the transfer portal, this being UAB, they have continuity as well. And they I'm, do. I'm, is it, a, I think, Eric Gaines? Yes. Is the guy who's there who's just, you know, he's elevated them, so it's helped them out big time. But that continuity part is what's really separating, you know, these, these veteran teams from uh, – I don't want to say newcomers in the sense of being being young guys, but newcomers in the sense of of just a team having that chemistry. It's, it's hurting UTEP, and we can even look down the road 45 minutes. I know there's a lot of uh, other things, more serious things that, that have gone on throughout the year, but New Mexico State, also another team that has a large, large number of, uh, of new players on that roster. That's and, right. And that's part of, uh, you know, the lack of success uh, that they've had this year, too. So it, it it's hurting big time that UTEP doesn't have that form of continuity, um, or they didn't have it going into this year. It's so interesting you bring up the Aggies. Uh, they're 8-14. Eight, eight and 14. Uh, They are um, probably near the bottom of the whack right now. Yeah. And they are last in the NCAA in minutes continuity. There yeah. you go. Hey, there it is. And also, too, um, what, they got their first win? Was it yesterday or not too long ago? Yeah, uh, it was just this past week, yes. Against Stephen F. Austin. So Correct. It, in hindsight, I, I was big on that win over the Aggies because on paper they look really good, but um, unfortunately – matter of fact, all in or all uh, in or out on the win over New Mexico State being a good win. Out. <laughs> out. Uh, good win for the rivalry. Good win for the program. Out on it being a quality win. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good question there. Good, good in or out. Uh, a couple, <laughs> a couple, <laughs> a couple other in or out. Um, in or out on UTEP getting a win on this road swing, Sal. They play Western Kentucky Western Saturday. Is next. Western oh, just man. Western struggled mightily today, all game against UTSA, but they beat them in the end, eighty-one to seventy-four. UTEP struggled with UTSA too, so I don't know what to make of it there. Uh, I'm out, man. That's a tough place to I'm play. Out. I'm out. That's a very tough place to play. I'm too. out, and I'm not even sure I'm in on UTEP beating Charlotte at home next week. I think that's a tough game. Playing the 49ers at home, which, by the way, Charlotte, that was a big win for the Miners when we're talking about quality mm-hmm. victories. Uh, the 49ers have dropped the last two games to Rice and FIU. Uh, that FIU loss is not good. That's a bad loss right there. That was tonight. At home as well, so hey, maybe maybe UTEP does uh, right the ship. Maybe they can get back to back here. Western Kentucky is not the greatest team. 
I'm still out on them winning a game on this road swing, but Miners have lost three straight. They need a win. Uh, Western Kentucky could be that desperation, much-needed victory that the Miners need going into next week when they have a, a critical home matchup against Charlotte. Now, looking ahead, I mean, if we're talking ourselves into a victory on Saturday, if they're able to translate Saturday into a win on Thursday at uh, versus Charlotte. Then they go on the road against UTSA. Well, there you go. After losing three in a row, UTEP could find themselves in a three-game situation where they could win all three of these matchups right here. But as we've said, UTEP struggled against some of these teams uh, in the past. They've played every team here in these next three games except for Western Kentucky. Uh, we'll just we'll have to wait and see. I'm still thinking that UTEP loses on Saturday. I don't see how they win. Yeah, it, it's tough to call it. And, and another thing, too, Adrian, is Western is a very, very streaky team. And I bring this up, looking at their schedule here, all but once there's been streaks, right? So they start out on the 3-0, um, you, you know, 3-0 stint to open up the year. Then they're 3-1. and Then after that, and that's the only time where the streak kind of, you know, that trend kind of breaks. But after that loss, they reel off five straight wins. Then they go on five straight losses. Then three straight wins. Then five straight losses. And they just beat UTSA. So if this is a streaky team and the trends are, are showing correctly, then they could reel off another, you know, three to four wins here. That being UTEP, uh, Middle Tennessee, Charlotte, Rice. They they have a favorable schedule. Then Louisiana Tech, in reality, their toughest games throughout the rest of the season, uh, UAB at home and then North Texas on the road. But realistically, yeah. I mean, as streaky as uh, Western Kentucky can be, UTEP could be in the mix for um, for you know the next three to five game winning streak um, against Western Kentucky. Uh, I'm going to ask you one more in or out. You ask me one if you if you have another one uh-huh. on your side. Uh, in or out, Otis Frazier. Uh, I'm in still. Yeah. How about you? I'm all the way in. I like Otis Frazier a lot. If I could keep three players on this team for next Ooh. year, I would keep Otis. I don't know who my other two are, but I I would start that list with Otis Frazier. I think, uh, and that's a that might be a surprise mm. to some minor fans. But I'll reel off some stats I really like in conference only. Otis Frazier is shooting sixty three percent from the floor. Get that get that attempt up. Get those shots attempt up. I know defensively he might not be where the team wants him to be, but here's a big stat for you. Last year, he's not playing any minutes with George Mason. The year before, nothing. Like, mm-hmm. barely off the bench. Barely plays anything. Plays in 20 games last year. Plays in 14 games the year before that. But really never comes off the bench. And doesn't really average any kind of minutes. This is his full first full year of playing. And it's his first year of starting, for that matter. And so I want to see what he could be in two years. Like, if he's committed to this, if he really uh, is committed to his own development here at UTEP, I would love to see what Otis Frazier looks like a year from now or two years from now. Yeah, and and the 21 minutes is, you know, that that's basically just north of half of the game. It's a big impact. And I know that the numbers don't pop out out there, but if for stats watching, you're just going to say, oh, he had 21 minutes, you know, only 25%. But in my opinion, out of the entire roster, um, he's got to be up there with the most statless, meaningful minutes, if that makes sense. Like, his presence is felt on the court. There's just a, a, a more sense of, a, there's a bigger sense of, how can I say it, of, of aggression and attention to detail when he's out there throughout the entire team. So I, I think he definitely gives them a boost. But you're right, that percentage is impressive. Got to see him take control more. Yeah, and I want to see him take more. I mean, one of four tonight, two points, 21 minutes, nearly invisible. I mean, we, yeah. I forgot he was on the court tonight. He just wasn't did not make an impact, but I'm committed to him in the long run. I like Otis Frazier a lot. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing him if he does continue to play as a minor moving forward. Uh, let's get to a couple final tweets, then we'll get to our awards, and we'll wrap this show up here on Minor Talk. Um, this coming in from 915 Sun City, I want nothing more, Zay, but at the end of the day, even though his lead recruiter left, he's the head coach, so he's got to be the one taking the criticism on the chin. I'll be the first to congratulate him when the thing gets turned around. Okay, there you go. That's from 915 Sun City. Uh, Joe Chacon, in or out? I'm out. I got to work early tomorrow and teach the youth of the future, but I will definitely be able to give you a whole lot of love on Saturday with all the hashtags. Hashtag TGIF, 
Hashtag bring on the weekend. Hashtag let's make this a sweep. What? Are you a losing sweep on the road, Joe? What are you talking about? Sweep the leg. (laughs) And then hashtag uh, minor talk. Hashtag repping from Colorado now. Oh, oh, Joe. We, gotta, you, we always got to end with Joe Chacon. You see that last hashtag? He said hashtag uh, Detroit is the real D in the oh, NFL. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Shout out, Joe. That's that's cool, man. Good yeah. stuff, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Love oh, you, Joe. Man. Hey, uh, let's wind this down. Um, let's uh, talk about some of our awards here on the show. Hot hand of the game. This is presented by Wind Supply El Paso. Love Wind Supply El Paso and everything they do uh, for us here on this show. Here on Minor Talk, they bring us the Hot Hand Award after every UTEP game. You can stay on schedule with Wind Supply El Paso and see why home builders make them their trusted HVAC system supplier here in town. That's Wind Supply El Paso. Give them a call at 915-859-3817 or visit them online at windsupplyelpaso.com. Sal, for this award, um, I think we have to go Tay Hardy in this game. 13 points in the second half alone. Throughout the game, 21 points in this one, 38 minutes of action, three assists, three rebounds for Tay Hardy in this game. He's going to get the hot hand award for us. Yeah, and that stretch, right, that run to put him within, I believe it was two, with with about three minutes or so left right before the – Right before the Blue Raiders went on that 10-0 run. Yes. Um, it was all hardy at that point. It, it was the hottest stretch throughout the game that the Miners needed. Uh, yeah, I agree there. Um, th- that is our Hot Hand Award presented by Wind Supply El Paso. Some would argue Derek Hamilton off the bench, six minutes, four points. Hot hand for him. Uh, but no, let's stick with T- uh, Tay Hardy. Now let's switch over to our player of the game. Sal, there's a, a couple different players, different directions we could go here. Give me your player of the game on this one. Um, oh man, that that's tough to um, it's tough given the performance overall tonight. But I'm gonna go with uh, with Calvin Solomon. Okay, I like that, and I yeah. like his stat line tonight: thirteen points, six rebounds, only one turnover. He's playing was good, very yeah. turnover free basketball recently. Twenty six minutes of action. Also asked to play that four role. Does get in a little bit of foul trouble, but really only late in this game. Uh, Calvin Solomon winning our player of the game. Six of nine from the floor. By the way, I thought in stretches. When UTEP really needed a bucket, he helped them out, and uh, that is why he is our player of the game. That is presented by Keith Southwest. They are the leaders in industry precision metal stamping since 1958 right here in El Paso. You can get in touch with Keith Southwest today online at KeatsMFG.com. That's KeatsMFG.com. Sal, we're turning the page, looking over to Saturday. That's Western Kentucky. Our final stadium game. Mm. How excited are you? How are you going to be celebrating your final stadium game, Sal? Is it going to be on your home theater? Is it going to be on your laptop? Is it going to be on a phone? Stadium TV holding uh, more coverage here for UTEP basketball. You know what? I don't know who we have as an internet provider here at Town Square Media, but they're probably going to see that the uh, the usage is really high. <laughs> I'm going to rig our um, our software monitor to show the stream. I'm going to have it on my laptop. I'm going to have nice. it on the recording machine. I'm going to go into Steve's studio, put it on the game. I'm going to put it on the monitor monitor or both of them that he has in there so if I'm not mistaken one two three four five six different oh and my phone number seven there you go and I'm I'm gonna use the wi-fi too I'm not using my cell data no way (laughs) Uh -uh, I'm using all the wi-fi so that's how I'm celebrating hey I'm gonna say this the the good part about stadium is thank goodness it is accessible to everybody it is free so if you have a smart tv if you have a laptop if you have any kind of um you know electronic device that they can get you on the internet just go to stadium online download the stadium app i'm mean, this is no ad for stadium but uh that you can even find it like on your free <laughs> yeah. channels that you get on your tv uh stadium free tv that's that's my only plug for them and uh it's accessible to everybody no no subscription required you know what adrian i gotta say this i'm i'm not too in or out stadium tv i'm in give me stadium every day you know why because Ultimately, yes or no, has Stadium been more reliable than CUSA TV? <laughs> yes, yes, has, has 100%. It been more reliable than ESPN Plus. Sometimes. I mean, some of those ESPN Plus broadcasts are tough. I, I'm still in on Stadium, man. It, it, I'll be the only fan in the Stadium. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Or just listen to a 600 ESPN El Paso. Forget that. Yeah, forget the. the uh, the streaming TV or you know stadium and all that kind of stuff, and it's the service too. The announcers are great. It's just the um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Hey, uh, Sal, that's going to wind us down here, and uh, that'll do it for us here on the show. Afternoon tip-off for Western Kentucky. That's a 2 o'clock game. We'll have all the coverage for you right here, 600 ESPN El Paso. But for Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Broadus. We're done for tonight. UTEP men's basketball drops another one on the road, but the women's basketball team wins 65-62 to against number 21, Middle Tennessee. Uh, for UTEP Zay, big shout-out to him for uh, being out at the Haskins Center covering that one for us. Shout-out to Sal Montes for screening all the calls, producing the show, and being the co-host here on Minor Talk. And that'll do it for us tonight. Thanks to the Oscar Arieta Agency for sponsoring us here on Minor Talk right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.